Welcome to Behind the Sash. I'm Elise Hudson, the 2017 and 2015 Newcastle Regional Showgirl. The Showgirl competition is the premier leadership program for young women. It is the search for ambassadors for rural and regional New South Wales, recognising contributions made by these women within their communities. In each episode, I will talk to a showgirl to share her story and experiences as part of the competition. This week, I'm being joined by Kayla McRae, the 2017 Casino Showgirl. Hi Kayla, welcome to Behind the Sash. Thanks so much for coming on. No worries, thanks for having me. Can you describe where you live? Well, I live uh, just outside a little town called Casino, uh, where I am lucky enough to be this year's, uh, well, probably should say 2017, Showgirl. Uh, Casino northern New South Wales on the north coast, around the uh, Northern Rivers region, and absolutely love it. At your Zone 1 final, it was reported that you spoke about Richmond Valley and the council and all the new stuff we are doing. Can you tell us about what's happening? Oh, the Richmond Valley is a place to be. I, uh, there's quite a few smaller councils up, up our way, and uh, we have been known the area to, I uh, guess, you know, not be moving forward and, and growing as much as what we could be. And um, at the moment, the Richmond Valley Council's kind of just, you know, coming ahead in le- leaps and bounds, everything from, you know, I guess, bringing in a lot of, um, like, ec- economic development. Um, we've got the new... Uh, sale yard that is sort of uh, part one has just been finished uh, being upgraded the yeah the sale yard has a um, undercover area um, the pens undercover and the roof is as big as Suncorp Stadium which is massive Um, so from for a small town we're not doing too bad uh, we've recently council's recently um, signed agreements with the medicinal cannabis company to um, bring a medicinal cannabis plant into the valley. Um, we've got everything from an up-and-coming biohub. Uh, just, yeah, and then only a couple of weeks ago, uh, the Deputy Premier was uh, in casino to launch their regional investment strategy, if, uh, if my memory serves me correctly is the name of it. So, uh, yeah, we're just we're, we're the place to be for uh, any investors. And uh, which should take us forward very much so in the future. So what should I be seeing and doing when I visit Casino? Ah, well, so if I could choose what time you're going to come to Casino, I would tell you that you should come in May as the whole town comes alive for Beef Week. Uh, Beef Week is the time where everybody comes home, uh, all the locals. Most people come home for Christmas, but uh, people from Casino come home for Beef Week. You can uh, see the whole CBD shut down and lined with cattle where they have cattle auctions, judging, you name it. It happens at Beef Week. Uh, everything from market stalls, all family rides, uh, and, yeah, a lot more entertainment and things to see and do. So definitely one of the one of the better times to come to, to Casino to check out exactly what, you know, the show that the locals can put on. Everyone normally comes home for Christmas, except for if you're from Casino, you come home for Beef Week. So... Yeah, probably the good good time of year to be uh, around casino. But um, yeah, in saying that, I'd probably take you out, check out the new sale yards. It's pretty pretty awesome to look at, especially on a sale day. Uh, and yeah, uh, around the rest of the Richmond Valley, we've got some amazing sites from um, down in Evans. We get get the best best of both worlds. Um, got the got the coast, and we can head to the beach. Then you come inland, and you know some amazing amazing land.
are some of the highlights of the casino show? I guess one of my favourite things that I noticed about this year's show was that it doesn't matter whether uh, the weather is rain, hail or shine, everyone still came out to enjoy the show. This year uh, we were unfortunate with our weather and it yeah, definitely, as they say, didn't the weather didn't put on a show, that's for sure. Uh, so, yeah, you're seeing people walking around with uh, umbrellas, raincoats, or just, you know, happy to uh, get wet in the rain to experience all that is the casino show, whether that's the awesome slideshow alley or coming to check out uh, what they've got to offer in the billion. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole lot of fun. Why did you enter the 2017 Casino Showgirl competition? Look, I entered the Casino Showgirl as I see it as a platform to speak about what you're passionate about. Um, not being from, I guess, off, off a farm or you know, um, don't have the, the biggest agricultural knowledge, um, I, you know, I previously had seen that competition as, you know, I, I wouldn't go very well being that I am not from the country. But to me, I, I took it as that, well, I am going to get up and speak what I'm passionate about and just be myself, not to, not put too much pressure on me on myself to perform by any means. And I think alleviating that pressure you know, obviously made me relax and just, you know, show the judges who I really am. So, um, you know, my personality was able to shine through. And, yeah, that's, uh, I guess, you know, my showgirl journey <laughs> um and i guess i also see it as um a platform to speak about how passionate you are about your local community as well um i put community involvement over the, especially over the last few years um on all different levels uh and yeah i'm really proud to um you know be a part of the community that i am so being able to get up and, and speak highly of it and uh, yeah, I just think that's an amazing opportunity that not a lot of people get in life. Last time I interviewed a casino showgirl, uh, she told me that the least showgirl thing about her was the fact that she participated in strong woman competitions. I suppose I want to get from you, what would be the least stereotypically showgirl thing about you that we don't know about? Well, I guess I don't know whether it runs in the town or whatnot, but my favourite, uh, one of my favourite hobbies is actually to compete in um, like obstacle course racing, which I guess is similar to strongman competitions, but not quite the same. So getting out in the bush, um, totally getting your hair full of dirt, um, you definitely can't wear your pearls to that event. And uh, yeah, getting all hot and sweaty and exercising is probably not very showgirl like normally. So maybe that's what it is. I like that. That's a cool answer. <laughs> I was, it occurred to me about halfway through the interview where I was like, oh, yeah, I've interviewed Scout from Casino. She's, yeah. yeah, Scout. Really? Yeah. There you go. I know, I know Scout. Oh, I don't know her, like, personally very well, but I, I've known who she is and she, we um, used to actually go to the same gym. Oh, so when I was training for obstacle course racing, she was probably training for strongman. Tell us about your zone final experience. Zone was a whirlwind of a weekend. Uh, it was full of stressing. Uh, it was full of not realising how unprepared I was with my clothing. Um, not realising how little lack of knowledge I had of what coloured shoes to match with my dresses. Um, when normally I'm pretty good with that sort of stuff, friends will come to me to ask advice as to what they should wear. But I just had a bit of a mind blink during uh, <laughs> during zone. 
but look, in saying that, um, Zoned was also probably one of the best weekends that I've had in couldn't tell you how long. Um, I met a lot of beautiful girls, made a lot of great friends. Uh, it was another opportunity for me to get off on stage and, and share with, you know, complete strangers who I am and what I'm passionate about. And, you know, it was obviously great practice for, um, for public speaking in the future. And being that that is my, you know, long-term goal in life, I, I was definitely nervous before I got off on stage, but I walked off stage thinking, yeah, you know, I've, I've got this. I've finally got this. And, um, you know, each time you do it, it gets easier. And, yeah, I just really enjoyed the whole experience. Can you explain what your long-term goal in life is? If, if money was no object and, uh, yeah, you know, that no, yeah. If money was no object, I would love to be able to create a career out of motivational speaking. Um, obviously, that is a career for some people, and I aspire a lot to be like, uh, some people may know, Anthony Robbins. Um, becoming sort of a life coach, I guess. The hardest thing about that is, obviously, it's not normally a job that you can just go apply for and hand in your resume and, and get a, you know, get a gig. But in saying that, uh, you know, the more that you do, the more that you're around, and, you know, I think that's why this whole showgirls experience is amazing, because the more that you're around, uh, you know, this network of people, you can then gain contacts who know someone who knows someone and all of a sudden you land yourself another gig like in uh, in the Richmond Valley for International Women's Day. I got asked to come and be the guest speaker there and tell about my showgirl experience and, you know, why I'm passionate about the local community and I guess just goes to show if I hadn't have competed in showgirl, I wouldn't have got that and, um, you know, it can lead to so many so many new things. You are one of the two Zone 1 finalists for the Land Sydney Royal Showgirl Competition. Congratulations. Thank you. Between now and Sydney, what are you going to be doing? <laughs> um, probably be, being very un-Showgirl-like and uh, attending the uh, CMC Country Music Festival <laughs> tomorrow, um, which is really exciting. But in saying that, goes with the whole country theme, I guess. Uh, so yeah, apart from, apart from that, prepping, trying on all my outfits, purchasing more, uh, more pairs of stockings, uh, and, and yeah, just sort of getting ready again, similar to how I was with the, um, zone final. I, I don't want to put too much pressure on myself to, you know, uh, to place or, you know, achieve great things. Cause I think reaching the Sydney level is an achievement in itself. And, uh, you know, I'm proud of where I, you know, got to, and I never, never once thought, even entering just at a casino level, that I would get this far. So, to me, I guess I'm just going to be prepping for, you know, how to socialise, how to make friends, and make the most of the opportunity that I've been given. So, have you been given any advice or mentoring? Yes, my uh, some beautiful people from my show society um, have been, you know, calling me once every couple of days. Hey, how's it? How's it all going? Are you packed? You know, they um, they definitely know that sometimes I can be a little bit forgetful, as I've got, you know, quite a lot. I'm very people know me as the busy person, so they want to remind me that, um, hey, Kayla, you do know that Sydney's coming up. You have packed, right? <laughs> so yeah, getting reminders from uh, people like that. Um, my uh, close friends and my family have been probably one of the biggest supports um, to me, just getting me to where I need to be, you know, mentally and emotionally and ready to take on the challenge that will be. So, 
yeah, they're probably my biggest fans. You describe Casino, though, as your new family. What do you mean by that? Yes. Well, the secret goes is that I technically am not from Casino. I am originally a Lismore girl, have grown up in and around Lismore for the first 21 years or 20 years of my life. And um, it wasn't until my mum passed away that I decided, which is about a year ago, I decided, right, I'm going to get a new job. Um, you know, I just want to do something different with my life. And that's when I found this job in Casino doing um, Beef Week and the event organisers. So I started a new job there. Obviously, with a new job comes meeting new people. My colleagues turn to friends, get introduced to their friends. It's just been amazing. The casino community is just, it's its something special, you know. I've lived in Lismore my whole life and I think I've made more friends here in casino than I ever had in my entire life. And, you know, they're, they're real, to me, they're, they're, they're real friends. They're people that are genuinely there for you. And, you know, I can walk down the street and can be congratulated as, hey, you really, you did really well at Showgirl. And, you know, I don't even know these strangers. And, um, you know, I think casino versus Lismore, Casino is definitely a little bit of a smaller town um, compared to where I'm from. So I think that's it's that, that standard small town where everyone knows everyone. That's something that I love. And, you know, I've, like I said, I've become quite close friends with, you know, a lot of the people that I've, that I've met through working in Casino. And, um, yeah, they've become sort of my, my new little family is, is how I describe it. I'm the sort of person just, you know, I'll give my all to anything and that's, Include you know, that's inclusive of, you know, my friendships and relationships and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, I love my my casino family, as I call them. <laughs> um, speaking a little bit more on family, um, Jody's inspiration is very important to you. Can you explain what this charity is all about? Yeah, no worries. So, um, back in around 2014, uh, my mum, her name's Jody. she was diagnosed with breast cancer. And uh, following that diagnosis, uh, you know, she went through the standard cancer treatment, you know, your, your chemo, your radiation, all that sort of, all that sort of jazz. And um, along with that, she had a sort of cancer basically that, that couldn't be cured. So she'd have the treatment, the cancer would go away, she'd be given the all clear, and then six months later, she'd be told it's back again. Um, now, you know, we sort of went through that emotional roller coaster, I think, three times in the end um, of being re-diagnosed. And you know, each time she'd have to lose her hair and all of a sudden it become very, um, you know, pro- people in the community started to notice, oh, yeah, she's sick again. And, I mean, mum was a um, business person um, within within our North Coast area, so relatively well known. And uh, it come a point where basically, you know, we had family friends come into us and say, oh, you know, we should run a fundraiser for you. And, you know, they wanted to raise money. And I guess to, to mum, that wasn't so much important. It wasn't about, it wasn't about the, the money, you know, there's definitely people out there that needed it more than what we did. And uh, so originally she just said no to the idea. And then she thought to herself, well, you know, actually, if we put our mind to it and we raise some money, you know, we, we don't necessarily need it, but it doesn't mean that others don't. So why don't we decide to put it towards you know something else and funnily enough mum owned uh, you know hairdressing businesses that's you know the business that she was in and it's funny to see you know to walk into a um, hair salon and see the boss that's bald um you know with, with no hair so it was kind of the joke you know going about the fact that she had no hair and you know that really that really I think hit mum hit mum hard she was absolutely stunning stunning woman and was definitely known for her beautiful hair and 
to have to lose that, obviously, she felt like she lost her sense of identity. So she realised the the need, I guess, to try and help the emotional and mental journey of cancer patients. You know, um, there's millions and millions of dollars every year that goes into research, and that's great because we clearly need to find a cure for this disease that I think touches so many people in our lives. But in saying that, there's, you know, there's, there's I guess, only a, a few a few things that are being done around Australia that actually specifically look at the emotional and mental journey because, you know, to a lot of people, that's not important. You know, it doesn't matter whether you're upset. The main thing is, is they're curing your disease. But, you know, to, to mum, she thinks, well, you know, and I, I start to believe it now as well, seeing her go through it, is that your mental and emotional state have so much to do with how you can fight a disease. Um, and I think that if mum wasn't so headstrong, I don't think she would have lived for as long as she did. And so following that, we started the fundraiser. We'd come with that. We obviously had to run the fundraiser under something, and that's where Jodie's Inspiration was formed. So we've um, you know, held four events a year to raise money to buy what they call cold cap therapy machines. Now, these machines, basically, when you're going through cancer um, treatment and going through chemo, you put these caps on your head. It freezes the hair follicles and stops your hair from falling out. So, you know, to to, to the government or to, to whoever, you know, puts the... Um, medical equipment into hospitals this is definitely not a necessity you know they at the end of the day they don't really care if you lose your hair the main thing is is they're killing the cancer um but on the flip side of that we think it's so important because giving people that option to choose whether they want to stay private about their um you know about their cancer journey or you know just even to keep their hair so they can feel a little bit better about themselves so you know you wake up in the morning and you feel like you know not great at all um you know i mean i can't speak from experience but just seeing what mum has gone through there's days when you just feel like you just don't want to be here anymore and that in itself then to sit up and look in the mirror and see that you're just not yourself at all is obviously very hard you know on your mental state so being able to keep your hair was something that i think mum was very important uh, sorry that mum found um that would really help and uh yeah so we started raising money and have been successful in purchasing four cold cap therapy machines to be placed um basically in hospitals in the northern rivers so it's uh it's pretty amazing considering when you have a look at the number of these machines that are around australia they're very few and far between so to the fact that our area um and the north coast community as a whole has raised money to purchase four is nothing short of incredible so and how do you live life large? <laughs> yes, live life large. It's uh, it's uh, I, I live by it. Um, it's something that started from very young, uh, from when I was very young. Mum would uh, always she's the sort of lady she was very driven, and she <laughs> drove that into me and my brother as well. Um, to you know, set yourself goals, work at how you're going to achieve them, make sure you get there. You know, of growing up, I've you know had my vision board on my wall, and you know it doesn't matter whether it's you know small things like you know I just want to go sit on the beach for an afternoon, have a picnic, or whether it's I want to travel the world. You know, she's always sort of put into us. You know, don't. Dream, dream big, um, don't limit yourself. And so it was something that she said to us growing up was, you know, oh, yeah, live life large. And when the charity came about, she realised that that's what she was doing. She was putting other people's needs in front of her own by raising this money. And she decided, you know, people told her that it was out of reach to raise 100 grand at one event. And she said, well, you know what? No, I, I will do this. And, 
you know, so she tried to live her life large and, yeah, go from there. So obviously I think the Live Life Large legacy in itself has, I think that's mum's legacy, even more so than the charity and the work that's happening now. Uh, I think I, I know multiple family friends, family members, um, you know, even strangers that I don't know, you know, you see them walking down the street with the Jodie's Inspiration t-shirts or singlets on and it's got Live Life Large on the back and, you know, they're out running and, you know, people that are um, just starting their fitness goals, for example, you know, they put on a Live Life Large shirt on and it's like Jodie's there with them and, you know, it gives them the inspiration to keep going. So the whole Live Life Large philosophy is kind of my a, a way of saying, you know, don't limit yourself, dream big, and you can achieve your goals if you put your mind to it. So, How do we get more girls to enter their local showgirl competition? I personally in my area, I mean, look at me, for example. I, I growing up, um, I, I would definitely, I've, I've attended nearly every show in our local area, all different ones for that matter, um, not just casino, but I would always just go for the, you know, for the rides and the show bags and, and check out some of the animals and, you know, and all that sort of thing. But to me, entering Showgirl, I thought you had to be a farmer that, you know, had the had the beautiful the beautiful shiny belts and the boots and, and all that sort of thing. And to me, I didn't think I could enter the competition because that's not who I am. Little do I know now going through it, I, I there's definitely, I think, a stereotype around what a Showgirl has to be. Um to me, I think we need to try and, and what I would like to do within my community is really put it out there to young girls that it is a platform to speak about whatever you're passionate about. I mean, I'm here speaking about, you know, the my mother's legacy and, and, you know, my passions for raising money to help the mental and emotional journey of cancer sufferers. What's that got to do with, you know, being a farmer? Well, not much, but I think what Showgirl really captures for people is, you can speak about whatever you're passionate about, and as long as as long as you get up there and you be yourself, uh, and and true to who you are, I think your personality shines through, and that's what the judges and you know show society members, I think that's what they really grab a hold of. So trying to break down those stereotypes, but then also finding uh, finding roles and jobs uh, and you know activities for people to participate that they're interested in. Again, coming back to the fact that, you know, I, I might not have a lot of education around, um, you know, the farming activities, but give me an event within the show to, you know, help young kids, insp- you know, inspire them or teach them that they can reach their goals. And, you know, that whole, I guess, you know, life coaching, life coaching sort of role, which is what they enabled me to do through going and speaking to the junior showgirls and, you know, teaching them that it's okay to be themselves, that they don't have to, you know, follow the crowd and whatnot. To me, that got me involved in the show in a way that I never thought was possible growing up. Uh, so, you know, finding finding each person's individual passions and really, you know, taking that forward, I think would, um, you know, get more people to be entering into the showgirl competition. Well, thank you very much, Kayla, for joining us on Behind the Sash and all the best for Sydney. No, thank you for having me. And, um, yeah, I'll keep you posted.